In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I want to welcome you to Paying It Forward today. We have a special guest that I've actually mentioned on the show before. His name is Mike Diaz, and he is actually a very good friend of Craig Duswalt, and we're going to talk more about... um, the great information that we both learned from Craig and the inspiration that he's been to both of us. So I will start the show off like I normally do. And I apologize, I have a little bit of cough if you hear that in the background. But my business tip of the day today is declutter. It is so important to get organized. I know that a lot of times, you know, we always say... (coughs) There's no time to get organized, but truthfully, take it from me, that the more organized you are, the more efficient you are in your business, and the quicker you will become a success. So that is my business tip of the week. So with that, I cannot wait to introduce Mike Diaz. He is a great friend, a great business owner. Um, He runs a credit counseling business, and... Recently, he discovered his passion, and he's running a barbecue catering business as well. He loves to help people. He loves to make people smile, and he loves giving back to the community. Plus, the most important thing is Mike, he is an amazing chef, and trust me, if you've never had Mike's spare ribs, you have to try them, because honestly, they were the best spare ribs I ever had in my life. So with that, I am thrilled to welcome Mike Diaz to Paying It Forward this week. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Josephine. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mike? Just doing fantastic, getting ready to uh, to uh, attack the day with some networking and uh, meeting some clients and uh, sharing some tips uh, and talking about, uh, you know, business. Okay, wonderful. Well, that sounds great, Mike. I love paying knowledge forward to all of my listeners, and I thought you will, uh, you are the perfect guest for my show because the whole concept of paying things forward to to your customers um, goes right in line with my business. So, before we get started, let's just have a little bit of background, Mike. Tell us a little bit. I I always ask my guests this. 
Um, as a child, did you ever imagine that you would be the entrepreneur that you are today? Okay, great. I think we're just having a little problem uh, with Mike. I think he is actually on Skype, and he'll come through. But until we get Mike back online, do we have Mike online? Okay, no problem. So Mike has such an interesting story. The way that Mike and I met, um, he actually is a cub master for my son's Boy Scout um, pack. And um, he does an amazing job with that. He gives so much of his time to the children and the boys. And it truly is an example of paying it forward. But with that, Mike also started this credit counseling business that he has a he has a passion for it because he's out there to help other people. But um, the most important thing is that by going to a marketing boot camp that Craig Duswalt um, started. He, Mike actually went a year ago, and he convinced me to take the trip to California this year because he said it changed his life. And it truly did, because when you take time away from your business to sit down, I have to tell you, I am still so motivated from that conference because you are surrounded by like-minded people, entrepreneurs. And in Mike's case, during that five-day seminar, he was able to hone in on what really, really makes him happy, what he enjoys doing. And it is really, really great. I am just so thrilled that he was able to realize that his passion is cooking. So while he does a great job running his credit counseling business, and he has some really incredible tips on that, he also found his passion and and came up with a great logo for his new business, a great um, name for his business. And he's out there, and I'll tell you, in one year, he is winning national. He's a national champion, which he will tell us. Um, I believe that's for his barbecue ribs. So I think Mike is back. Yes, I am, Josephine. Okay, perfect. Mike, I was just telling everybody the great story that you have, how you started your credit counseling business, which I can't wait to hear more about, but also how you found your passion in um, cooking and, you know, all the projects you have going on with that. So (laughs) let's go back to that original question. So the original question was, Mike, was there anything as a child that you did? Like, did you ever imagine that you turn out to be the entrepreneur that you are today? Uh, Just as I was mentioning, I'm not sure where we got cut off. Um, As a child, you know, growing up, you know, the model there was that you were to go to college and work for a large firm, you know, do the corporate thing. And, it, you know, and so it wasn't, you know, re- really just going out and starting your own business, doing something, wasn't really the the, uh, the norm. Uh, that was really for people who weren't going to go to college or had a different, uh, different mindset. But once I got into the business world, you realize that, you know, you had to take ownership of your of your own desk. You know, you really had to be an entrepreneur. You had to figure out how to get things done. You had to be very aware of your, your contribution to the profit line. And I think that just made a natural uh, metamorphosis to, uh, you know, to becoming an, your own entrepreneur. And I think, you know, we, I think, you know, as we see, you know, as we learned over the last five or six years, you know, there is no safety net in the, um, in the, uh, in the corporate world and things can change in a dime. And, you know, and I think more people are looking at becoming entrepreneurs these days, um, and less uh, less following that traditional models. You know, the college education, the corporate job. 
That is such a great point. And Mike, it's so funny because I have always been an entrepreneur. Like I have, I've worked on Wall Street, so I have that background and everything. But I have to tell you, I don't think I was so good at politics. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't good at it, Mike. I seriously was not. It was just that I, if I really felt strongly that something had to be done my way, it's not that my way was the only way, but it was killing me that I had superiors telling me to do something when I knew my way was actually going to be a lot more productive and successful. So that was a little challenging for me. And when I realized that, I just realized that, you know what, I got to do something about this. And then I had gone out on my own. But it's so funny. Back then, 20 years ago, people looked at entrepreneurship as the risky job. And nowadays, exactly what you said with the turn of the economy, a lot of people are looking to entrepreneurship more as a solid ground where, you know what, it's my destiny. I will give 150% to my own job. And you know what, I will provide myself with my own security because, I mean, it's not like our parents had that security, you know, growing up that they got their pension and they got, you know, we had medical insurance. It's nothing like that today. So often people go to work and they're asked to pack up their desk and their entire history is gone. It's well, kind of – yeah. You know, we know that uh, as working on uh, Wall Street, you, you probably have seen it and you, you, I think picking up on what you're saying is – it is incredible how stupid can run up the flag so well in a corporate environment, um, you know, you know, for various reasons, and bad decisions get made, and your career is at is at the mercy of of, yeah. of these of these things, these events that are way out of control. So I think you know, running your own business, you have a lot more control over what can happen. You can respond to the market the way you see it, and uh, and and really, you know, you're not at you're not at the mercy of politics. Yeah, I think you're so right. So we have so much business knowledge to pay forward. So I'm going to skip right. Um, I think the credit counseling business you have, Mike, is so interesting. Tell me, how did you get started with that? You know, uh, Josephine, I always believe that you need to really keep an eye on the market. Where is the market going? And uh, after my, uh, my, my uh, stint on Wall Street, I became a financial planner. And what happened as a financial planner, you know this, is you're knocking on people's doors. You're, mm-hmm. you're begging them to let you look into their finances to see if you can help them. And what I had realized is that, you know, the American people are really hurting. And the concept of having either a life event just or maybe just some bad habits or whatever it may be, that uh, talking to people and uh, as a financial planner, I started realizing that a lot more people have credit issues than, you know, than we care to admit. And mm-hmm. it comes every cross, uh, cross work of life. And in order to really plan for your financial future, there's some basic things you have to get straightened out in, um, uh, with your own personal finances. And a lot of it starts with, you know, a lot of it all starts with credit and cash flow. And I realized that there was a much bigger market. It was being underserved. I think we've seen some, uh, some, you know, legislation because of, you know, unscrupulous practices in the market. And the concept of really focusing on the counseling, uh, you know, fixing the people's credit and the counseling was, is sort of a void in the marketplace. I think it's such a genius idea. And I have to tell you, Mike, the fact that 
as business owners, our credit is everything to us. It just makes so much sense to stay on top of it. However, it's just such an emotional issue. And we're going to take a quick short break. But when we come back, I'd like to talk more about how you counseled your customers and how my listeners can really take hold of their credit. So we'll be back shortly, everyone. Hang in so we can hear more information from Mike Diaz. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Tune in to the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitohata. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions. From organized professional vacations to spur-of-the-moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel-related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on The Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show, live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio, Love, Life, Business, and the Pursuit of Happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman, Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we have Mike Diaz on the line, and he was just talking about his credit counseling business, and we were talking about the importance of how he came up with the idea for his business, how important our, with the way the economy turned, how his customers really needed counseling, and the importance of when you're running a business, you really have to have good credit. So... Mike, let's talk about the counseling part of your business. So how do you even start? How does a customer know that, number one, they have to be perfectly, brutally honest with themselves to realize that they have a problem and they have to come to you? But how do you uncover all this, Mike? 
Well, uh, Josephine, the, the majority of our clients, unfortunately, wait a little too long before they come to see us. Uh, so usually what happens is they get turned down for a mortgage or a loan or a car lease or whatever, and then from there, you know, what do we do next? Uh, quite often through our, our network of uh, referrals, uh, you know, people who have established very good relationships over the years, they'll... Um, They'll send them over to us. And then we just get out there and letting people know, um, letting people know that, uh, you know, what I exactly do and, and you know, why uh, my approach to credit counseling is a little bit different from what they may have experienced or know in the past. And uh, with that, they will uh, tend to, to, to come to us. But it's, it sort of comes to the point where the person has to admit that, you know, they need help and there's nothing to be ashamed of and that not, not – Waiting is <laughs> taking action yeah. now is far better than letting the the problems uh, continue. And it, again, it crosses uh, all walks of life. I have a lot of business owners as clients, and then you have uh, you got young couples who are trying to establish credit, and then as well you yeah. have people who just you know had, for whatever reason uh, you know have made some mistakes, and now they want to do something about it. So now, Mike, what is, are the first steps that somebody should do before they even enter your office? I mean. In my mind, I would think you'd have to sit down and get every single expense that you currently have, every credit card, and get all of your expenses down on paper so that you know exactly where you stand. I know it sounds like common sense, but I am sure there's a lot of people that don't have that. Well, what happens, uh, Josephine, quite often is the first thing we'll do is we'll actually take a look at their credit report. And by the way, the only one that the government authorizes is annualcreditreport.com. That's the place where you can get your free, true credit reports from the three, the three agencies. What we end up doing first is go through their credit report with them and looking for what is on there and what, what is not on there. We're looking to see if there's derogatory items on there and how we can remove them, as well as if they don't have a credit history, how we can build one up. So we try to make sure that their credit report is accurate and as clean as possible. And then as we, because that tends to be their first immediate concern. And then from there, as we, as we go along, because it's going to be a lot of rolling up the sleeves on our part and doing a lot of work, sending out a lot of letters, uh, contacting a lot of banks and creditors and putting everything in order. As we go along, about the third month is when we finally sit down with them to go through their their cash flow to go through and help them with the budget because most times it is a budget that's the problem on there it's just little things they should be doing and uh what we'll do is start working with them uh, so we give them a little spreadsheet uh, a little printout to begin with to start collecting put some thought on this because i think at the end of the day it's really going to be not so much sitting there crunching the numbers it's actually the thought process the conscious effort to make sure that you're saving each month that your expenses don't exceed your, um, you know, your income, and from there, it's, uh, you know, basically we're, we're talking about um, making those decisions on a day-to-day basis, understanding how this affects them both in the long term as well as the credit, so that they, they understand the basic premise of what good fi- personal financial management is. I think that's one thing that's lacking with a lot of people. They don't understand some of the fundamentals. They may have a feel for it, but not really truly understand why they should be do- doing certain things. I think that that's so important. But, Mike, so often, sometimes it's really, really hard to figure out, um, to get on the same page with a spouse. And I'll tell you a funny situation. When my husband and I 
um, were getting married. We're Catholic, and we had to go to pre-Cana, and the priest was up on the stage, and you have all these wonderful, loving couples that you look at, and you're like, oh, I want to be just like them. The husband and wife are so madly in love, and here they have a room full of couples getting ready to say, I do, and they put our backs up against each other. So we were both sitting down in chairs, and our backs were up against each other, and the priest had said, so... He asked us five questions, and one of the questions was, and both of um, the future husband and the future wife had to answer the question, and the question was, who is going to handle the finances? Who is going to pay the bills? And do you know, Mike, like 95% of the soon-to-be married couples, every single person raised their hand, like (laughs) 95% of the people raised their hand. And that is a perfect example of how here we are planning a wedding and having the most gorgeous wedding gown and flowers and everything. And some of the most important questions about Who's paying the bills? How are we getting the finances together? Do you have a budget once you get married? Are we having separate bank accounts? All of that stuff is crucial and important things that can actually bring the partnership together. But when it's not done, it causes such friction in a marriage. And I just think that, like, what do you do? I mean, you counsel an awful lot of people. What happens if a couple comes in and they're just not on the same page? Like, one person goes out and spends five bucks on a Starbucks and they don't think twice about it, and the other one is home making their coffee. I mean, how do you get them on the same page? Well, uh, you know, uh, you said the key word, Josephine, <laughs> partnership, and it is a partnership. Now, a partnership, you can have different roles. You can be equal. You can have a leader. It, it depends. But the key is a partnership. You have to be on the same page. Uh, you have to have open – it's really the communication. You have to have the communication. You have to have the discipline. You have to come to an agreement of what – uh, you know, of what, how you're going to handle the finances. Uh, the one thing, too, uh, finances, and you mentioned this before, uh, they want to gloss over it. It is an, a very emotional subject. It is probably one of the most difficult subjects and one of the, one of the top reasons why marriages break up is over finances. It's the number one reason people argue. And that the arguments quite often is, is an, because of the emotional content of uh, finances the emotions tend to get in the way. At the end of the day, the numbers don't lie. The numbers are the numbers. What uh, really causes the problems is the emotions. And the one thing about working with a council is I can be the neutral party because I don't take sides. There's no mm-hmm. reason to take sides. All it is is they have to come to an agreement. And what I can do is remove the emotional content from the discussion and keep the discussion on track in terms of, hey, listen, there's no reason to forget the blame game right now. Um, let's not look back in the past. What we're really looking forward is how are you going to how are you going to go forward uh, now that uh, now that you've admitted you you need some help. Okay, I think that that's great. So, Mike, what is the what's one of the biggest challenges you experienced running the credit counseling business? Well, you know, one thing I think for anyone who's uh, who's sort of being on their own is you, you lack that support. Of having a you know a, a marketing department, uh, a mail department, you know you're everything from the uh, from you know from the mailboy to the uh, to the CEO. So I think one of the biggest challenges is that, and and, and it can be difficult at time because you know you have to be able to make decisions 
without having the benefit of the information that certain professionals have. So uh, to overcome that challenge, I really, you know, this networking and getting out there and meeting other business owners, uh, business owners are great. They are so fantastic about sharing information. Even people, even your competitors, are, they'll tell you, uh, you know, what printer is good. They'll tell you, you know, what, uh, what uh, public relations firm is good. Um, they'll give you tips. They'll share ideas. You get to see how they do their business, and you can see what uh, what successes they have that might be applied to your business. So I think that great challenge uh, for, for an entrepreneur is how to operate on a very limited budget but still be able to deliver and run a business as if it was a big corporation. Yeah, I think that that's, that's so, so important, Mike. And um, you just seem to be so good at what you do. I know I had spoken to one of your clients, and they just raved about what you do. And I think this is probably a good um, opportunity for you, Mike, to let my listeners know how they can contact you in case maybe they just have a question. Maybe they live in the metropolitan area and would like to become a client of yours. So. Can you well, absolutely. And, I, and by the way, I give out my advice for uh, complimentary. I think, you know, if I, I, I totally think if you help people, they'll see the value of the, of the work you, you do, and then they can make an informed decision whether or not you're someone they, they need to hire. So the, the two best ways that people get a hold of me, I, you know, it's my, I, listen, email is a great way to do it. It's Mike at finvisible.com, and it's F-I-N-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.com. Or obviously, they can always call me on my cell phone. Uh, it's a Long Island number, 631-418-8125. Um, either way, or they can go to, uh, they can, you know, I'm on Facebook, too. They're more happy to, to friend me on Facebook, find me on LinkedIn. Um, and I get out there. I'm, a, you know, a pretty visible person. Okay, so that sounds great. So, um all right, Mike. So let's just give your Facebook is Michael Diaz. That's correct. And um, let's see. How about Twitter? Are you on Twitter yet, Mike, or no? I uh, the, the, that's the one. You working uh, on it? The one thing I haven't uh, I haven't because it just seems to be they're they're linked into both. Uh, Twitter seems to be linked into both uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. But I uh, I suppose I should be looking at Twitter. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be attending a uh, a little uh, breakfast seminar on just very on that very subject in the next couple of days, um, so I can get uh, on Twitter. But it is LinkedIn, both of Michael Diaz. Okay, perfect. So we're just getting ready to come up on another break. We'll be halfway through our show. And when we come back, I can't wait to talk about the new business that you're starting, Mike, called Bonus Diaz. Um, And I cannot, um, Bonus Diaz Barbecue, I can't wait to hear your whole story about how you started that. I know our mutual friend, Craig, had a lot to do with it. And um, I'd also like to hear more about the great honor you're getting tomorrow at a local luncheon here, which is just amazing. And I'm just so thrilled about your success because I've seen everything change in one year, Mike, you've come, you've made strides, and I'm so proud of you and happy for you because you truly are a success. So with with that, we're going to take a quick break now, and I can't wait to hear all about Bonus Diaz Barbecue. So we'll be back shortly, everyone. Stay tuned, and we have lots of business tips coming up, too, on our last segment. So thanks, everyone. Thank you. 
We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. It's Josephine here, and I have Michael Diaz with us. And um, Mike is a dual business owner. We just wrapped up our discussion about his credit counseling business. And now I can't wait to ask him all about how he got into his barbecue catering business. So my question to you, Mike, is what should people know? Um, know what made you start your barbecue business? <laughs> Well, it was more, I think, what made me not start the, uh, the barbecue quiz. And, you know, Josephine, to go back to our mutual friend, Craig Doeswald, which we could talk about in a little while, you know, he has says in his, uh, his uh, system, his Rockstar System for Success, um, about the why not. You know, why not? Um, you know, why not you? Why not? You know, don't listen to people to tell you. People will give you all those reasons. Why not? But the reality is, is it's really why. Um, and uh, so what happened is I, I've always loved cooking. You know, as a, from, from a young kid, I always remember watching, you know, the Julia Child and the Galloping Gourmet, and I always remember being in the kitchen uh, with my mother learning how to cook. And I think just because I had such a huge appetite, uh, just needing to be able to feed myself. <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, but I always loved uh Food and and food is culture, at least to me, and I think to many people, food is is culture. And so I always loved it. I was, you know, when you watch a food 
uh, channel, you know, when you or you go to a restaurant, you're almost going, you're traveling if, uh, to to different regions, different countries, you know, by sampling the food. Um, and from that, I, you know, I just love doing that. And, uh, you know, that's always been something I've enjoyed in, in our house. You know, we're sort of... Uh, Sort of a regular stop on the uh, the backyard barbecue circuit uh, wow. amongst our friends and family, and I always loved uh, to, you know to experiment, try different things. And I, you know, I, people always kept telling me you should open a restaurant, you should open a restaurant. And the one thing I know about opening a restaurant that's almost the last reason you should open a restaurant is because you like to cook. Uh, because a, a run, running a restaurant is a business. Um, oh, it's a full-time, like a full-time job, but seriously, it takes over your life. Right. It's really, right. really hard. Right. So, but uh, from that, along that line was that, I, you know, listen, I already have my, my day job. I didn't, wasn't really looking to, to, to switch careers like that. But on the other hand, it was, uh, you know, uh, you know, people saying you should do this, you should make a living out of this, you should do something. And, you know, obviously you do something to make money. You've know, you got to figure out how to do a business with this. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of soul-searching and a lot of different things. And I think we went down to some of the basics. One of them was to, you know, to, to find your own voice. And with that, I realized that, you know, who, who am I? And Josephine, you know, my, my mother is from Bogota, Colombia. My father is from San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I grew up in the suburbs of Long Island as a typical, uh, you know, American Long Island kid. You know, you could hear it in my uh, Long Island accent here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there was these, these worlds that, uh, that came together. And so in my house, you know, not only were we learning how to, you know, <laughs> a young boy, you know, grabbing the, uh, grabbing the tongs and taking over the barbecue from the, from, uh, right away from a young age, but I was exposed to all these great flavors of the Caribbean and Latin, uh, the Latin cuisine. You know, to, to us, you know, having a roast compoio was, uh, you know, a normal thing. You know, there's all these great flavors that come out of there that I think can be intimidating for a lot of people if they just, they're not familiar with it. But um, so in our backyard, and when I entertain guests, I would always try to incorporate, not try to force or cook traditional uh, cuisine, although I would from time to time, but more to incorporate those flavors that... Uh, that I grew up with, that I was familiar with, into uh, into you know what I would call a more traditional American cuisine, and you know the friends loved it. And, you know, because simple things like a margarita, a mojito, uh, along yeah. with the uh, the food, certainly it's a nice little accent that people would be familiar with. Well, I love the I love the fact, Mike, that there are tons of cookbooks out there, but you put your own personal flair on exactly what you're doing, and I can't wait to hear more about about your cookbook too. Don't forget to tell us about that. <laughs> I know you're working yeah, on it, Mike. That one, as a matter of all... fact, I just did a, I just did another recipe. Just a little uh, little background. Um, uh, uh, Josephine, I got uh, so part along the way is I got into the competitive barbecue uh, uh, right. circuit, and that's a whole subculture on its own. And these are typically, you know, this is Southern American uh, barbecue, that classic stuff you see down in Kansas City or down in Carolinas and Texas, and it's truly an American cuisine. And uh, so I jumped into that. I got the, I got the privilege to. Uh, to help out on one of the teams that actually went to what's called the American Royal uh, last year in October in Kansas City, and they ended up taking fourth place, which was quite an honor because that was sort of a worldwide wow. competition. But I got to see from the best uh, from that. 
So I took my uh, chance at my own team uh, a few weeks later at a, a rib cook-off and actually took third place. I was really happy with that. <laughs> uh, and, and Mike, then, I've been to one of these. I was actually many years ago dating a guy from Tennessee, if you can believe it, Mike. <laughs> and I was there at one of their huge, huge annual cook-offs. And who was there from New York but Al Roker? It was so <laughs> funny. But to see these big smokers and these men were so serious. They, you know, that they ha- had everything timed perfectly. They took the meat off. They prepped the meat. They were brushing the meat probably 150 times before it ended up in the judge's mouth. I mean, these things are serious. And <laughs> they, they are very serious, Josephine. Oh they are goodness. absolutely. And it, it's funny because you're cooking a meat for 17 hours trying to hit a 10-minute window for the judges. It's, it's, you know, you can imagine. Uh, and I get, I get jealous. By the way, just, I get jealous because those guys down in Texas just blow me away with the brisket. Here in New York, we're sitting there with all temperature probes, all our, our computer-driven uh, fans, all these things to try to get this. And uh, and we struggle trying to get this. Meanwhile, you watch these guys in Texas. They open the lid. They poke a little fork in and go, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But the reason why I brought that whole situation up is the mere fact that you decided to start your own team and go and, you know, join a competition and then come out in third place is amazing. So it's pretty it, I, I'm, 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 I'm delighted with that. And, and along the way, Josephine, in the world of uh, networking, uh, what happens is, uh, I'm not sure people really know what these barbecue competitions is always a charity. The, the money, these guys compete, well, there is prize money. For the most part, it's, uh, you're competing for, for bragging rights. And there's always a charity being uh, uh, that uh, the proceeds of the event go, uh, go for. I and, love that. Uh, so somehow along the way in the world of networking, people connected i would you know obviously you know you, you win a few awards in barbecue you're more than happy to brag about it and people started making a connection um that you know mike barbecues and charity and so i started getting approached uh, if i can cook for people kind of do things at their charitable events and again back to the why not is uh you know from the health code i mean i'm certified i understand all this uh, i understand all the um food safety and the um when you work when you're doing a charity you don't have to have the catering license. So long as you adhere to the health code, you can do that. And so it was one of those things. Was, why not? So I started um, barbecuing and cooking uh, for charities. The nice part about doing it for the charities, you can cook your own style. Well, you, competitions, you tend to cook, you know, for the big, big parts of the competitions, you are cooking a specific style of, uh, you know, Kansas City, for the most part, Kansas City-style barbecue. But when you're cooking for charities, you can, you can really then mix it up uh, with your own flavors and, again, incorporating those flavors I grew up with and do that. Well, so I think this kept- is great. Mike, I have a quick question for you. While you're on that subject of being able to cook for the charities and cooking with your own style, I have a listener that just emailed me, and they want to know, <laughs> are you using a dry or a wet rub? And also, <laughs> let's see, um, what cooking method, wood, question mark, type, or charcoal? Very good questions. These are people who know. <laughs> I am primarily a, uh, I am primarily, I use the, the dry rubs. Uh, I use the dry rubs. And then, of course, when you're for competitions, and people love the glaze. We call it sauce a glaze, depending on how thick and how much you put on there. Um, but I do, uh, I do, and I think, and by the way, I, I've been winning fairly, uh, fairly big uh, 
big awards lately, and I've Come been on, incorporating. Tell us about and I'm more than happy to tell people. I'm incorporating more herbs. You know, the flavors of oregano, thyme, rosemary. I've been incorporating uh-huh. those uh, more uh, into my rub than your traditional rubs. And I think they bring out the flavor of the meat. I mean, a lot of times the rubs and the sauce cannot mask the flavor of the meat. I'm uh-huh. really big on, you know, if, you're, if you have a beautiful spare rib or brisket or something, you really want to bring out those flavors. So, uh, that's a, I'm, so I'm giving away my tip in terms of uh, on the rubs. But okay. um, what I do, I'm actually a backyard smoker person. Uh, I use... Uh, I use your traditional uh, Weber bullets, the Smoky Mountain uh, 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 smokers, and they're basically you put. They're basically charcoal is the main fuel, and you add wood chunks. And I tend to like very much um, apple and cherry for most of my uh, my smoking. For the briskets, for the beef, I kind of want a little more smoke flavor, so I'll add um, I'll add hickory. Sometimes I'll add hickory to the pork, but I still like a delicate smoke. So that's what I do for those out there who are asking those very. Specific in the know. Um, so, uh, and I looked, and I tell them is if you if you think about the competition circuit, uh, I'm modeling a guy named Harry Sue, who uh, who got on the circuit and made a, a name for himself and was on that show Pitmasters and put these guys with those ten fifteen thousand dollars smokers to shame with his uh, his basic backyard Weber uh, smokers there. Well, that's so. great, Mike. <laughs> so, um, what else do you want to tell us about your accomplishments? Well, uh, Josephine, on that whole concept of how to distinguish yourself, how do you market yourself, the, the competitive barbecue, I think it was a way out there to get great, gain credibility. Um, just to go back a little bit, it was back to that why and why not. People kept asking me, can you cook? And we realized I can do that for charitable events. And uh, we said, sure, we figured out how to do it, and we started getting out there. And that actually, you know, from there, people just kept starting to ask me, can I, can I cook or cater their private Events and again we went back to the why not uh, with that and looked into uh, you know formulating the business getting the getting the um, the uh, the proper the proper uh, documentation teaming up with a local caterer to have a, a food safe uh, uh, kitchen things like that we went through and came back to say yeah we can and we started barbecuing for uh, for private events um, you do we do and again it's uh, the Buenos Dias Buenos Dias barbecue. Along that line, and we like to again. I think people really appreciate that Cuban, uh, excuse me, that that uh, Latin flavor. For example, I do the uh, roast pig, the Cuban style roast pig called the you know the pernil, which is a you know a big hit and uh, it's a well, nice show. Well, that is amazing. I've tasted that myself, and Mike, I mean, the meat just really melts in your mouth. But of all things, we're up on another commercial here, and. Uh, Stay tuned because Mike has some great business tips with us. We're going to wrap up our show with Mike's five business tips. So stay with us and we'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Join host Kalen Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kalen helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kalen for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. 
Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this Marketing Black Belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for second chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward. With Josephine Jurassi on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and I have Mike Diaz with us. And we're on our last segment of the show, which is always a lot of fun because we share lots of business tips with you. And um, before we get to business tip number one that Mike's going to share, um, Mike, could you do me a favor and tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you as far as your barbecue business goes? They can go right to my website, and it's Buenos Diaz, what is Z, B-U-E-N-O-S-D-I-A-Z, B-B-Q.com. So it's Buenos Diaz, B-B-Q.com. Okay, perfect. And, um, Mike, once again, they have your email address if they want to email you a quick barbecue question as well, correct? Yeah, and same, uh, very similar, Mike, at Buenos Diaz, B-B-Q.com. They can email me. And uh, and the Facebook, we do have the Buenos Dias BBQ uh, page. Okay, perfect. Great. Okay, wonderful. So, Mike, we're going to go right into our business tips. This is like my favorite part of the show because this is the paying it paying knowledge forward part where a lot of my listeners tell me they have their pen and paper ready to go to write the tips. So, here we go. Your first tip is... Find your voice. And I know we touched a little bit on it, but maybe you can expand just a little more. Well, you have to do something unique and different. And I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, particularly if you're a small business owner or in some sort of consultant type of business where you are, in essence, a good deal of the product, um, I think it's important that people can identify with, with you. And so it, yeah, I think it takes you know, a little introspect to find out you know, who you really are and then bring that to your business, you, I, you know, if, and particularly if it does have a synergy. And, you know, we did, we've done this with the, uh, with the Buenos Dias barbecues. It was going back, listen, you know, I can compete in American barbecue with the best of them, 
Well, I really think I do differently is adding those those that culture uh, that I'm uh, that I grew up with into the into the food, and people love that because it's something that they, they don't they can't get anywhere else. Yeah, I love it too because that's what makes you so very unique, and you truly do stand out from everybody else. So, I think that's great. And Mike, you know, if there's one thing I learned from Craig's um, marketing boot camp is that. We as individuals, everybody has unique talents. It's just a matter of really going deep down inside and figuring out what they are. And, you know, especially with the way the economy is now today, sometimes we have to shake ourselves up and go back to maybe what we were really, really good at 20 years ago and we put it on the back burner. Maybe it's time to resurrect some of our true passions. So, I think that that's so, so important, and I'm just, I'm so happy for you that you really did find your voice, and you're making it a success, so. Yeah, and Josephine, before we move to the next tip, I, I would also like to add is that it, it makes, the, the barbecue has made it become more, has given, given me a great visibility on the credit counseling, the, nation, the nationwide credit counseling business. People know me as the barbecue person. It gives me something when I'm meeting other people, when I'm networking, whatever it may be, it gives me something to talk about that's not hammering, send me a business, give me a business. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes you just oh, so much great. more. Right. And it, it just makes you, you know, there's, there's people out there. There's Teresa's Family Cleaning, a great success story here on uh, Long Island, where she was basically started a business. was really uh, around... Um, someone that she knew was touched by cancer and realized that they, they couldn't clean their house. And she got into mm-hmm. this whole thing where they would help clean, uh, clean people's cancer patients' house, houses. And then she's, now she's one. I think she was honored by um, uh, the White House recently as oh, a great wow. success story. Again, finding something that, that, that she was passionate and cared about. And and uh, and people know her of that, so they don't, people don't really just think of Teresa's Family Clean as just a cleaning service. They think of it as someone who helps people someone who helps people in need. Yeah, I think you're so right. And you know what, Mike? I remember meeting her at a networking event and talking to her, and she is the kindest person. And you know what? She's just like, you know, a normal person who decided to go out to start her business and to do good for other people. And you're so right. Like, her kindness is almost contagious, and anybody that has been associated with her or has been touched because she cleaned, you know, somebody's home that had cancer, it's just such a moving story. So yeah. I agree with you. Mike, you're going to have to help me get Teresa on air because I think she's got an amazing story. So Will do, will do. Thanks for bringing her, her up. So that's great. So, okay, we'll go to tip number two. Surround yourself with other professionals. Well, we mentioned this before, um, Josephine. You know, you and I can identify coming out of the corporate world and then becoming your own entrepreneur. That you 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 lose out on a lot of resources, um, and then you and, and, and as well as you have limited budgets and what you can uh, what you can uh, outsource. And so, I do think by meeting other people in your industry, meeting other business owners, meeting uh, through your own paying it forward. Um, as you can tell, business owners are very very open to share. A lot of their tips, a lot of ideas with other business owners, um, so that uh, you know you, you get 
great resources. For example, you know who who should I get my business? You know the, who should I get my business cards from? You get great feedback on who is really reliable. Um, mm-hmm. To to you know what marketing strategies? You know what, where are you advertising? Who's good? You know that type of stuff. So that really help you to keep your cost down and be very efficient at what you're doing in terms of growing your business. And you know what? You're so right, Mike. That's why I love. I don't do it as often as I would like, but I love going to things such as, you know, the boot camps or entrepreneurial conferences and networking events because it's surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. And like you said, so many times when you run your own business, a lot of people are, are negative. And you know what? Entrepreneurs, I always say we're always riding roller coasters. It's those days when the phone rings and it's the producer of ABC Nightline News on the phone. And then there's those days when the phone never rings and you kind of beat your head up against the wall and say, gosh, am I doing the right thing? Why do I have my own business? So many entrepreneurs go through that. And when you surround yourself with people that are positive and have energy, it all, you feed off of that. And I think that's... I love the tip, and it's an important one. So surround yourself with other professionals. Anything else for that, Mike? No, I think it covers it. Okay, good. <laughs> so we're moving on to tip number three, network, network, network. <laughs> well, it, it is it is sort of following up a little bit and surrounding yourself with the professionals because when you are networking, you are, you know, talking to the professionals and you get that feedback. But also I think is you have to get out there. It's, uh, I, I think getting out and networking is a vital part of your business. Does it make a difference what type of job you have? But you need to allocate time to go out and, and get yourself out there. This is the, you know, the best way of bringing in business is by meeting other people. And when you network, you have to sort of make a commitment to it. You just can't show up to a networking event, go once, and goes, oh, I didn't get business and walk away and say, I'm worthwhile. I think you need to, to hang in there and build the trust uh, of people because those people you're networking with and build the trust with will, will become your advocate. They will be talking to other people mm-hmm. about you. You may not know that person who needs your service, but chances are someone in the networking world is, has a friend, has a co Someone's going to say, I need certain, and they're going to go, oh, you got to talk to Mike. you got to talk to Josephine. And and to, to bring to to generate those referrals, so you do have to make a commitment uh, to networking, and you can't be you, you got to really go with the right attitude uh, with that. I've seen so yeah. many people in a networking group for a year and then walk away disgusted. I never got business out of this. I'm like, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> you know, no, you you're know, what, so what, right. What, what Mike. message are you portraying when you go out there yeah. to networking? That go get involved, donate your time, help people, get involved in charities, all these type of things. Um, you're, you're so right. I have to remind myself of the same thing, Mike. Go in with an open mind. Even though these people are running different kinds of businesses than your own, but what are they doing in their business that's making them so successful that you might be able to apply to your business? Mm-hmm. It's a key, key point, and I try to remind myself of that every time I go to a networking event is always try – what I do, a little trick for myself, is I always try to take away one positive um, aspect that somebody's contributing to their business to see if it could apply to my business. And it kind of makes it like a challenging thing, you know, for myself to improve upon my business. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And, and no, by the way, another thing in the world of networking is I came across, and I'm going to just throw a little curveball at you, but the Small Business Administration. Um, again, we talk about uh, going, this is sort of combining the two tips a little bit. They are such a great resource, and I've met them through the networking world. They love to get out there and let people know. It's such an underutilized uh, government program. Mm-hmm. Um, but the SBA is phenomenal for a couple of things. One is they have the SCORE program that goes along with it, and these are oh, retired yeah. uh, business people who do nothing more than help you with your business plan and give you a lot of the, I would call it, a lot of the, the skills that most business owners kind of lack in the beginning. You know, they're very good at understanding the market and the product, but but that whole concept of, you know, the, the, the of a business plan and all these other things that go along with running a business, this is a free resource. It's funded by the government. It's funded by volunteers. It's, it's, you know, you have volunteers. It's a great program. And on top of that is SBA. You know, the a lot of that money is now really has that was uh, allocated uh, after the uh, credit crisis has now found its way to the proper channels and the proper programs in the in the, in the world of SBA. And there are so many forms of financing available now uh, through the government, through various grants, through various programs. Um, and the SBA is actually really good at helping you match up uh, what type of financing you can, what is available to them, to the type of business you have. So, sorry, I, that's just a little uh, side. Uh, I'm so that, glad uh, that you shared that with us, Mike, because so often people talk about the SBA, but. You know, you're giving that, us that encouragement to really make that call if you need to because, right. you know, right. it might and, help and, you. So Exactly. And by the way, they team up around here in Long Island. They team up with the IRS. And, again, you hear the IRS. And okay. like, oh, my God. No, but the IRS is out there. The IRS has an advocacy department. They're out there with the SBA trying to help people and understand when you're running I think business. you're so yeah. right, Mike, and they are trying to mm-hmm. help. But I can't believe we're, uh, we've got 20 <laughs> seconds left. Tip number Okay. Four well, those are tips. I think they work. Yeah, tip number four is listen to the market and respond accordingly. Good point. And number five, do what you love, love what you do. And that's exactly what Mike Diaz is doing. So, Mike, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. And I hope to have you on real soon. And we'll see you all next week. So have a great, productive week. And thanks for Paying It Forward to Mike Diaz this week. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons 